Welcome back to another mini episode of Deviant Women with our special Handmaid's Tale episodes. I'm Alicia. And I'm Lauren. And we're joined once again by Justin from Mayday, the Handmaid's Tale podcast. Hello, everyone. Hello. And so in this mini episode, we're going to be talking about... Janine. Janine. Crazy old Janine. Crazy old Janine. Sorry, I took that from Beauty and the Beast. Crazy old Maurice. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you got it from my podcast because I love... I love Janine. That sounded really creepy. I'm sorry. Okay, so tell us about Janine. <laughs> tell us why you love Janine. Oh, I love Janine because she is crazy. And so it's not to say that this character is not layered and deep, but she is definitely, I think, portrayed. It's interesting with the handmaids. They kind of all represent, I think, a different version of a woman that was put in this position. So when we first meet Janine, it's when we first go to the Red Center uh, where they're kind of training the handmaids. And Janine is very much not having any of this. So she is the kid at the back of the class who, while Aunt Lydia is kind of training them and giving them, you know, this is how things are and all of this terrible propaganda, basically, about what their new role is in society. She's in the back of the room kind of spouting off her mouth and talking shit about Aunt Lydia, which comes back to bite her in the ass because, uh, as we've talked about before, there is no lack of discipline and consequences in Gilead. And they are very quick to lop off a limb or anything that you don't need to reproduce a child. Yeah. So without giving it away, um, some people have probably seen pictures of Janine, so you know it ends up happening to her. But and it happens in the book as well, I think, so it's okay. It does it? Okay, yeah. So she loses an eye fairly early on, and that's kind of where her character breaks. And so for the rest of the time that we get to see Janine, she is very much cracked for lack of a better term, Mm. uh, kind of off kilter and definitely this they have broken her. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She's the example of what happens to when they're broken into submission. Correct. But I think it's interesting because what happens is that she does get broken, but later episodes and what I've kind of come to summarize it as is she is this woman that they made because they broke her. And because of the way she was treated and the way they treat these women and the punishment and the severity of their roles in the society and how they are treated and that at a certain point they can't control her. Yeah. And that comes back. Yeah. So there, she is kind of this, no, I would say monster. She's this woman who they broke and did break with every intention of breaking her, but they broke her to the point that they can no longer control her. Yeah. I found that really interesting. In the book, she is sort of the epitome of a very well behaved sort of handmaid. She's sort of the perfect handmaid in the fact that she embraces that role, but it is because of the way that she's been broken down and she is always unstable. And I think she's sort of escaped from reality. I think that her, I mean, we say quote unquote craziness because it's obviously a problematic term to use, but I think that she is escaping from her situation. From reality. Yeah, I think that she's created a version of reality for herself as a survival mechanism. And so she's not in the same world that everybody else is purely because I think she just is incapable of being in the same world anymore. Yeah, and I, you know, she kind of goes to this very childlike place in her instability. 
And there are certain points where she does things where you're like, okay, she's not completely gone. But when things get bad, that's where her mind goes. And that's how her brain has coped with the treatment that she has in the society. And so while I don't think that she's completely all the way gone because of some of the things that she is able to do, she's definitely not whole. Definitely her body and mind have created this kind of childlike personality for her to cope with Mm. the violence and the treatment that she's had to deal with. Because she's also, as much as she is sort of this childish, escaped from reality, very traumatized person, she's also, like you said, she plays into the role of the handmaid the best. And not only in the way that she behaves and that she enacts the handmaid, but she is also the one who gets pregnant so she is also the perfect handmaid because she's the successful handmaid who <laughs> she has... achieves the purpose yeah she achieves what yes. you're supposed to yes. do yes. very true and so they also then that allows us to see the complications of this entire arrangement because janine of course is pregnant with a child who is her child and she is the mother to this child and all of those natural mother instincts come back. And so it doesn't matter how broken into this role she is. It doesn't matter how much she initially took on this subservient role of the handmaid and kind of enacted this perfect version of the handmaid. As soon as she has that child, she is mother first, handmaid, way, way second. You know what I mean? Yes, she definitely, she turns that corner once the baby is actually born. And that for me was one of the more bizarre in a show that is filled with bizarre things was one of the more bizarre scenes the child birthing scene oh yeah i'm remiss to, because we did not mention the woman's name who plays her she's madeline brewer who is also from uh Orange oh, is Orange, Black, yeah. Black, yeah. mm-hmm. and she is absolutely amazing once again just you can't find a bad performance in this show. Yeah, I'm waiting for the point at which you guys are like, and they are shit. They are really, they're poorly cast and they shouldn't be. No, there's really, there's really nobody, you know. And I hate to be the guy that has the Handmaid's Tale podcast show and be like, oh, yeah, everybody's great, but it's <laughs> true. So something that I find interesting that Lauren mentioned to me is that in the novel, Janine does achieve the point of being a handmaid. She does have a baby, but in the novel, it's an unbaby. So Lauren mentioned that in the show, we haven't had any suggestion as yet. So an unbaby obviously being a baby that's going to either be deformed in some way or there's going to be some kind of physical problem with it. Mm. Whereas in the show, there's no suggestion that there's anything... That, Nothing wrong with the That baby. there's anything wrong yeah. with the baby that Janine nope. has. So far, we don't no. know. And I'm wondering if that's going to come back into it in the second season. There was one point in the show where I thought that they were going to end up with the same result but go down a very different route to get to that result, which was a very tense moment with and comes back to that idea of Janine being a mother first and being incapable of dealing with the reality of the fact that this child in this world doesn't actually belong to her. I thought that they were maybe going to do something there to achieve that same result of the unbaby, but they did. Yeah, it's it's different. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, I think Janine's role in the show is to kind of see that ultimate goal of Gilead played out and all the ramifications of it. So like Lauren was saying, that she is the one that does get pregnant, she has the baby, but then you finally get to see well, what happens when that happens and all the, you know, the not only the procedural things with Gilead and how they've set up the society and what has to happen and how they, you know, move the handmaids after they've had a child with one family, but also emotionally and physically what happens 
within the handmade themselves with Janine. And it's also interesting because Janine is the one character who kind of inadvertently is the one who's able to bring down one of the commanders and she doesn't do it on purpose. It's just something that happens as a result of her actions and something that she's said, which means that the hypocrisy of the way that the commanders behave comes out into the open in a very public way that means that they're then forced to act on that. And so while a lot of these other women, the other the handmaids who were working for the resistance kind of wished that they could enact this downfall of a commander. It's Janine inadvertently who ends up doing it, which I also think is a really interesting thing. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, I didn't even think about that, to be honest with you. But yeah, it's interesting that she ends up being the one that kind of at least in the most minute of ways. Well, not for uh, what's I forget his name now of Warren. Yeah, Warren would probably argue with me that it was not <laughs> a minute thing. But yeah, it is interesting that, yeah, she is the one that ends up taking at least somebody down yeah. with her. Which good on her. She deserves that, something. Oh, I, I hate so, to think what her future will bring. Oh, yeah. As Aunt Lydia says, I pray that the Lord forgives you, you stupid girl. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see what becomes of her because, again, it's another one of those open-ended character mm. as far as their fate in this show. So, But uh, fantastically performed once again. Can't say enough about the acting in the show and they do add enough subtlety and layer to her performance and her character that it once again just gives us a fully formed character and it's outstanding she's my favorite by far 